come, lie down, that'll do. Those are just some of the phrases that you'll hear during a stock dog trial. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Lori Perry and her dog Ivy compete throughout the U.S. in stock dog trials as well as compete at the national finals. However, it's not all fun and games. It takes a lot of patience to train a stock dog. Perry explains more about just what it takes to compete, but first, she tells us how she got started. I got my first Border Collie in like 1995, 96, something like that. And um, she wasn't a herding dog. I didn't get her for a herding dog. I had many other animals. And when this Border Collie was six years old, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to go to a herding clinic and see if our dogs would do any herding. So we went down there, and my dog had never seen a sheep before in her life, never did any herding. And we got into the this smaller round pen, like you start young dogs, and we went out there, and she just went around those sheep and started bringing them to us like, like she'd been doing it all her life. And I thought it was just the coolest thing ever. And um, so I was like, I have to get some sheep. <laughs> and there started that slippery slope. So what are the most common breeds of stock dogs then? Border Collie, I think, for particularly for sheep, um, is probably your most common. But of course, you've also got healers and Aussies. And um, there are some other lesser known breeds like Catahoulas or Huntaways or um, Hanging Trees and things like that. Is it more of a sport now or are they still commonly used on farms to actually do the herding? Well yeah they are used quite a lot on farms and stuff you just don't see them as much. Um, most of them I think don't do the trialing. The trialing end of it is more of a sport now. Most of the people that that do trials don't have big flocks of sheep or anything anymore. They might have a smaller group that they try and their dogs on. There are some competitors that do have large flocks of sheep that they are a part of their livelihood. And there are some that don't have sheep at all, but they go to a, a place where they train their dogs, work their dogs and stuff. So you've got all, all varieties out there now. So speaking of that training, what goes into training for your stock dog? What happens? How does that how do you even get them started to know this? Well, um, just a little basic manners, like coming when they're called and stuff can happen when they're puppies. But the uh, the actual training doesn't get started till they might be six, eight months or even a year old. And the it starts out just in a small area with some sheep that you know are safe for that youngster. You don't want sheep that are belligerent because you don't want the dog to have a bad experience. But um, you just start out by letting them have exposure to the sheep, kind of letting them learn what their influence is on the sheep. And from there, their instinct starts to kick in. And uh, when they're old enough physically and mentally to handle a little bit of structured training, then you'll start doing 
um, asking them, asking something of them, you know, go in a particular direction or, um, you know, lie down, walk up and, and things. So, and then you can get into a bigger area and a bigger area. So it, there's quite a lot that goes into it. You know, it's it doesn't happen overnight, but with a good, well-bred dog, uh, the the instinct is there so but they need it needs to be molded kind of like um, an artist or a pianist or something where they need that instruction they've got the natural talent but the instruction needs to be there to really mold it properly or they can kind of get in trouble you know and start developing some bad habits with that instinct what commands are used then I know I've been hearing a few different things being used out there but what do those mean well um you probably first hear the lie down command for the most part we need a lie down or a sometimes uh, people will use a there or a steady and then there's a walk up command to move up on the sheep walk up on them and uh, the most people use come by for say a a a clockwise flank around the sheep or circle around the sheep and then away or away to me for a counterclockwise circle but then you know we all have different um, like more subtle commands like I said the like there or steady or you know we, we might use different different commands and whistles too there's no set specific set of whistles although a lot of us have some common ones especially the lie down or the walk up but we might have different ones for our flank commands and and stuff and sometimes there's just a you know little short versions for shorter flanks or something do you feed them the same that you would feed like your average pet if you're not competing or how does their regimen I guess change well um, it really depends on the dog some are easier keepers than others and if you're working a dog of course they need more calories the average household dog really doesn't need a high protein and high fat diet whereas these dogs might require more protein and fat for that energy that they'll need out there while they're working Um, and different people have different preferences as far as how often they feed them some people feed once a day some twice a day Um, but usually most of us will give them a certain amount of food at those times and that's it that's what they get they don't leave it leave it there for them to just munch on all day because when we go to work a dog, we don't want them to have a bunch of food in their belly. That's not good. So um, I think the biggest thing is like the protein and fat levels and the amount of food. Um, And we don't want to overfeed them because we don't want them to be, you know, we want them at what I call racing weight. You know, we don't want extra fat on there, but of course you want enough where they're not going to be getting tired or running out of energy so these trials are put on can you tell me a little bit more about those events where they're at how many or maybe how many you compete in I compete in a variety of trials in different places and the number might differ from year to year in like in the Wisconsin area we just had a big trial that was up in Hudson Wisconsin that was a very large trial very prestigious and there are a couple of trials that happen in uh, in Cambridge there was one in August 
And there are some trials that happen up in, uh, oh, there's one that happened in July up in Chillicothe, Illinois. And then there's a couple of trials that happen in Lake Geneva. So there's there's quite a few in this in the Wisconsin area, but uh, most of us serious trialers even travel further. Um, I often go to Iowa, Missouri, um, Kentucky, and such. I'm from Southern Illinois. Okay, so um, I I have a different range, I guess, than some do, but. I often go even further. Uh, I usually compete at the national finals. That can be over on the East Coast. This year it's over in Colorado. There's, you know, I, I put on about, I put on about 10,000 miles a year going to trials. So when it comes to the actual competing, when you're out there, what are the judges looking for? What are you being judged on? Is it just the dog? Is it you working as a pair? Or kind of take me through how these points are even made or deducted even. Okay, uh, everybody starts out with, with the same number of points and the judge will deduct as they see fit. So there's the obstacles out there and the idea generally is to make straight lines, the sheep to make straight lines from one obstacle to the next. Any deviation from that line, points will be taken off. And um, so if you make or, or don't make the obstacles, um, points are deducted as such. And um, the judge wants to see a nice calm manner with the dogs. They want them moving along, but not so fast that the, the sheep are disturbed. So um, that's that's mostly what the judge is looking for. It doesn't really matter um, too much, except in a couple of circumstances, where the dog is. Mostly the judge is focusing on where the sheep are going, what line the sheep are taking, and that the sheep make the obstacles, um, and and that not not the dog. Anything else you would like to add about what you wish maybe people knew about stock dog trials, the dogs themselves, or you and your experience, or anything like that? The biggest thing for me is, um, you know, the majority of these, of the dogs in these stock dog trials are border collies, but, and they're high, high drive. A working bred dog especially is a high, high drive dog, and, um, Yes, they can be very loyal, they are very smart, but they really aren't the best dog for the average household because of their energy. They need to not just physically have things to do, they mentally need things to do. So uh, quite often border collies really aren't the greatest average dog because if, if you don't have something for them to do, you know, they'll find something is probably not going to be something you like. And they can kind of get OCD about things if they don't have things to occupy their minds, obsess over a ceiling fan or dripping faucet or something, and uh, it can really manifest into something not too good. So um, if anybody was thinking of getting one of these wonderful dogs, it might not be the situation. A golden retriever maybe would be a better better choice. But if you do want a premier herding dog, I think uh, going to a breeder that's got a, uh, that has working dogs, not just claiming that they come from working lines or something like that, that's not good enough. Actually see the dogs work and see that it's something that you like. Um, and that they have the proper health testing. That was Lori Perry of Southern Illinois with insight into just what it takes to compete in stock dog trials. She says the most important thing is patience, 
and to never give up on your dog if they make a mistake. If you keep at it, you'll become a great team. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.